Have you ever caught yourself thinking, I'll make a bigger impact once I make more money? If so, it is time to flip the script. Join me and Justin Shank for an honest conversation where we discuss what it really takes to build a successful movement. Now, in this episode, you're going to learn why you need to focus on who's showing up versus how many people show up, what it takes to grow an engaged and loyal community, how going a mile wide and an inch deep won't get you the success you desire, and why you need to focus on your own growth no matter who or how many people show up. Justin Shank is the host of the top-rated podcast, The Growth Now Movement. He's been named a top eight podcaster to follow by Inc. Magazine and chosen as an icon of influence in the new media space. What started out as a way to connect and learn from some of the world's top influencers and help one or two people along their journey has grown to become a podcast that is currently played in over 100 countries every single week. Justin is also the host and creator of one of the go-to events for entrepreneurs and for thinkers called the Growth Now Movement Live. Now, whether you are new to this podcast or you're a loyal thought leader, please take a moment right now to hit pause, download a few episodes, and drop a rating and review on iTunes. Please, please, please help me get this podcast into the headphones or earbuds of more leaders across the globe. Now, if you have any future topic suggestions that you want me to jam on on the podcast, shoot me a text message at 1781-336-0160. And if you have any questions or you just want to say what's up, please reach out to me on social media. My handle is at I am Ruby. Now it is time to dive into why you need to focus on the people and not the numbers with Justin Schenk. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremon, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back with another exciting guest and today's guest. We actually just connected recently through a mutual contact, Dove Barron, who you've heard on this podcast before. And we had a conversation to connect and we instantly connected on a lot of things. And so I'm excited to bring him to the show today because I have a feeling that this conversation is going to go in a few different directions that are really going to land powerfully for you. So Justin Shank, welcome to today's Thought Leader. I'm super excited to have you here. Ruby, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here, honored to be here. And you know, I just recently had you on my show and just the impact that you're making is incredible. And, and hopefully I can make a little bit of an impact here today. Mm, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And I'm I'm certain that this episode is going to make an impact um, just from what I know of you. And so one of the things where I want to start is, um, and this is what, what really drew me in, uh, is the connection that we had with our stories and how we don't, both of us have not let our past define 
who we be today. Um, and so I would love to invite you to just share a little background of just a background snippet of like where you came from and why you chose to start this podcast of yours, the Growth Now Movement. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously, like anybody, the the story is long, right? So I'm going to find mm-hmm. the best way to to make it short and compact as possible. Um, but if you go back to high school, if there was a senior superlative in my high school for least likely to succeed, it would have been me. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a 1.7 GPA. My mom was in the middle of a 20 year opioid addiction, and my dad was in jail. And if you look at the statistics of that, where if your parent's an addict, they say there's a 50% chance you're going to be an addict. Mm-hmm. And if your parent's in jail, you have a 50% chance of ending up in jail. And if you look at that, it says I'm 100% screwed. Mm-hmm. Like That's just the reality of the statistics of the world, right? Um, and when I was 19 years old, obviously, I didn't go to college, the 1.7 GPA, they don't really accept you. Uh, and I got a job in direct sales. But the important part of that story is, Somebody handed me a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And that book Mm -hmm. introduced me not only to self-development, but it introduced me to the idea that no matter what happens around you, the important part is how you react to what happens around Mm -hmm. you. Like change is inevitable. Bad things are inevitable. But how do you react to those things to create your own reality? And Mm -hmm. it really struck a chord with me just because of where I came from. Because I was lost. I didn't quite have a direction. I had hopes and dreams like any other 19-year-old, but I didn't really think that they were possible. Mm-hmm. And as I began the journey into who, who am I, what can I become, uh, there were a lot of roadblocks, a lot of failures, a lot of these things along the way. I mean, I, I had three failed businesses because being an entrepreneur was always a dream of mine. Um, and so I was like, yeah, just hop into this idea and hop into this idea. Mm-hmm. Although they were kind of always in line with my purpose, they just didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what I ended up deciding to do was launch a podcast uh, to interview on the original idea was interview entrepreneurs to learn how to be a better entrepreneur. So I can leave the corporate world, which I was doing well in at the time uh, and do my own thing because the freedom aspect of being an entrepreneur is what always drew me to it. You know, I can set my own schedule. I can wear what I want. People can't mm-hmm. tell me what to do. All those typical entrepreneurial things. And what ended up happening was five months before I launched the show, uh, I got that call. Nobody wants to, wants to get, and it was my mm-hmm. sister. And she said, the doctor says you need to come. And at the time, I was actually on vacation with my old co-host of the podcast, recording the, the original intro and doing all these things um, up, in, uh, up in Cape Cod. And it was a seven and a half hour drive down to South Jersey. Mm. And I walked into the hospital and my mom was intubated in the bed. And that's when she lost her life. And she mm. lost a 20-year battle to opioids. Wow. And obviously, over time, what I realized was it wasn't the opioids that took my mom's life. It was the fact that she didn't like herself. Mm-hmm. And that she couldn't find hope in that rock bottom moment. And so very quickly, the idea for the podcast, at least for me, shifted to how do I give people hope in their rock bottom moments? How do I let people know that that's where greatness is born? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wrap up every single interview with the same question. And that is in your life, what has been your biggest moment of growth? And I realized over 300 plus interviews, that it was always the rock bottom moment. Mm-hmm. And it just became this great epiphany for me as I began to um, travel this podcast world and start to understand it a little bit more. And then what ended up happening was Inc. Magazine listed me as a top eight podcast every entrepreneur should follow mm-hmm. and everything changed. And I almost became, although I wanted to be an entrepreneur, I became an, an accidental entrepreneur. Uh, mm-hmm. And people started to invite me to speak on their stages and people started to pay me to help them with their podcasts. Uh, and 
so much has grown from there. And I'm sure we'll get into some of that, but that's really the story as quickly as possible from having no hope and no direction to truly mm-hmm. being the person that helps people find hope and direction. Mm, I love that. And it was beautifully packaged in like a neat story, which is really cool. That's FYI, really hard to do. So great job on that. And, you know, and for listeners, I mean, the Growth Now Movement podcast is not just an Inc. Magazine top rated podcast, but it's uh, uh, accrued over 2 million downloads. There's 300 plus episodes. It's um, people are listening in over a hundred countries. There's like four years of content there. And Um, it's, you know, what Justin shared about where he's been and what he's experienced, um, including the three failed businesses to get to this place. I think a lot of people focus on the highlight reel and they don't see everything that has gone into creating that highlight reel. Right. And, and that's what people fail to see. I mean, even people who go into podcasting, entrepreneurs go into podcasting because, it can look really shiny and glamorous and like, Ooh, this is a way to help me become known. Um, but there's a lot of effort that goes behind the scenes. And the, I love that you chose to go into podcasting to learn from other entrepreneurs because that, you know, I learn every time I have a conversation like this. So, uh, I'd love to talk a little bit about, um, the, what it actually takes to get to where you're at, for example, because I think a lot of our listeners have big dreams and big goals and big visions, but they get caught up in the failures and then they give up. Yeah. Um, that's a really good question. Obviously podcasting is something in podcasting in general has become something that's flooded, right? There's over Mm -hmm. a million podcasts now, four and a half years ago, there was less than I think 200,000 when I launched. Mm -hmm. And again, I didn't know much about the podcast space when I launched and I, and I learned over time. Um, but really what it took, and I think that the key is, is just consistent action, even if there's not an audience that that's showing up for you. I mean, for the first year and a half, I, I had maybe 60 to 100 downloads an episode mm-hmm. and it wasn't really getting the traction I thought it was. Um, and I didn't know where, where it was going and I didn't know why it wasn't really taking off. But I kept showing up for a number of reasons. One, the connections I was making were, were unmatched and incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, two, I was learning. Like I was truly learning how to navigate life a little bit better. How do I get better in relationships? How do I get better in my health? How do I get better in business? I was learning from every single person. But more importantly, there was a time where I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't worth it. Maybe I don't keep showing up. And actually, mm-hmm. the universe decided to knock on the door and said, keep showing up. I got a message. Uh, it was actually on Facebook. There's somebody reaching out to me that said, you know, Justin, uh, because of your podcast in this specific episode, he called out, I decided not to take my life. Mm-hmm. And I realized in that moment that it doesn't matter how many people are showing up. What matters is who is showing up Mm -hmm. and how do you cater to those individuals uh, as best you can and serve them in so many different ways. And it certainly wasn't easy. Like podcasting, Mm -hmm. as you know, is a ton of work uh, from the pre-work to the post-work to the interviews themselves Mm -hmm. become exhausting. Um, It's just this crazy, crazy world that you live in. Uh, but just that one person at that time reaching out, I was like, that's why I'm showing up. It doesn't, the, the, the numbers don't matter. The followers don't matter. That part doesn't matter. What matters is I can serve a purpose to one person. And I really believe that if you save one life or mm-hmm. give somebody the tools to improve their life, just one person, you change the world. 
Because mm-hmm. um, I because I look at it, say that one person takes their life and then it rocks the world around them. And then it mm-hmm. rocks the ro- world around those people. Um, and so that's what became my driving force. And as my numbers decided to or decided to grow, as my numbers began to grow, mm-hmm. um, it didn't it didn't really matter to me. It still doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I, I, I'm honored. I, I feel really, really blessed that people tune in every single week from all over the world. But the reality is what matters are those individuals who reach out and say, thank you. I really appreciate it. And even though, you know, I'm getting 10,000 plus downloads an episode now, um, the reality is the people that reach out to me are the ones I'm talking to because those are the ones who need it. And that's who I want to show up for. Mm. Yeah, that's really powerful. I especially love what you said about it doesn't matter how many people are showing up. What matters is who's showing up. Because in especially in today's world that is driven by technology, uh, everything has become a number and it gets so easy for us to get wrapped up in the numbers, get wrapped up in the number of downloads. If it's a podcast, get wrapped up in the followers. If it's your social media, get wrapped up in your subscribers. If it's like an email list, we get so wrapped up in the numbers that we fail to see the human behind the number. And that's where we start to get shit twisted. And that's where we start to veer off the, the real reason why we're doing this and into um, the ego-driven reasons why we're doing this. And um, it's important for people, for entrepreneurs to really understand, like you have to humanize everything you're doing. You have to see the humans behind every single number that you're chasing. Because if you're chasing numbers, you're going to be running around in circles. I mean, what, what is it for you um, well, this might be an interesting question since you've been talking to so many entrepreneurs on your podcast. What do you do? One, do you feel that a lot of entrepreneurs place the numbers before the people? And two, how do entrepreneurs or how can entrepreneurs anchor themselves into the people versus the numbers? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think that the successful entrepreneurs look at the people before the numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean that people with a lot of followers aren't successful. What I mean right. are people who truly are making the impact, right? Like I know mm-hmm. a lot of people with a lot of followers who are truly doing the work, like Ed Milet, who's a friend of mine, who uh, he's truly doing the work. But then there's mm-hmm. other people who have millions of followers and they're just trying to cater to themselves. Yes. Um, and, and in a very, in a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for in a very not deep way. Like they're looking mm-hmm. for themselves as far as the houses, the cars, the mm-hmm. recognition, the, the image, yeah, the image. Yeah, yeah. And so the reality is the people who are doing the real work, look at the people, but there are still plenty of people who are just looking at the numbers. Mm-hmm. But the important part is, is people are listening to this and they're like, well, I really feel like I need followers to grow a business. or I really feel, feel I need to grow followers to whatever you need to start looking at yourself and the mm-hmm. real person behind the numbers and the real person behind the people is you and how, what work are you doing on yourself in order to be able to show up as your best self, no matter who else shows up. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, and it's all perspective. Like we think a million followers is like this mark that we all want because there are people that have a million followers, right? Mm-hmm. Like that, Oh, that's what I need to get to because that's going to be the successful mark. That's when mm-hmm. I'm going to make the money. But the reality is, that part doesn't matter. Say you're a public speaker, right? Mm-hmm. And you show up every single, you would show up every single week, no matter where it is, if there are a hundred people in a room, right? Why wouldn't you do that on social media? Why wouldn't you do yeah. that in your podcast? Like it's all perspective. And the reason we think we shouldn't do that on social media or the podcast is because we're told that you should have thousands or millions of followers. Um, but you should show up for that one person, for that hundred people, for yourself. 
Mm -hmm. um, because the end of the day, what really matters is how are you improving yourself to impact the world? And that really has become my major focus. Like the biggest shift in my world isn't necessarily um, what message am I saying? It's what am I doing for myself? The message organically happens after that. Mm -hmm. Like the greatest lesson I've learned from these people that I've interviewed, whether they were focused on the followers or focused on the money or focused on the people, mm -hmm. what I realized was their routine served themselves. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're able to serve yourself and not get caught up in these superficial things that are happening on the internet, because we can be honest and say most people buy their followers anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but, but if you focus on yourself, that's when the magic happens. That's when people go, oh, I want to follow this Justin guy. It's being mm -hmm. that authentic self all the time. But you can only be your authentic and vulnerable self when you do the work. Um, so I'd say if you really break it down, the super successful entrepreneurs are the ones who focus on themselves so they can impact others. Mm, so well said and super aligned with what I always say, which is, you know, we lead by being, not doing, right? It's not about who you say you are or what you're doing or what you're accomplishing. It's about who you are being. And the only way we can grab hold of who we're being is through the inner work, is through that devotion to self, is through putting our, our growth first and then leading from that place. And that's such a that's what I see as like the missing piece in leadership is, and, and in entrepreneurship, to be honest, because people are always chasing the, uh, you know, the results, the ROI, the money, the numbers, and then they fail to understand that, well, I can actually achieve those things in a more fulfilling way and more successfully if I were to focus on myself first. So mm. I love that. I love that. Um, let's talk about this idea, which we talked about in our last call, um, of a mile wide versus an inch deep because, well, everyone, everyone just needs to hear this. <laughs> you know, I think, I think the thing is going back to what we were just talking about, people yeah. worrying about the numbers and how many people are you reaching? Like, who cares if you're only going an inch deep with them? Like, what type of impact are you making? Like, who are you really and, and who are you really impacting? And so if we can flip the script and worry about going an inch wide and a mile deep, meaning mm -hmm. we find out who are the people that we're here to serve and then really diving deep with them through their trauma, through their pain, through the, the, the things they need help with, and then delivering on a massive level, that's the important part, right? Like there's a ton of people who, and, and sometimes I call them out and I won't call them out this time, mm -hmm. but- there are people on the internet who are truly a mile wide and an inch deep. Uh, and once you break through, a, once, you, once you go two inches deep, once mm -hmm. you've done the work yourself, you quickly find out who these people are. Mm -hmm. um, and so I always say like, um, good, I'm glad that you like my podcast. What else can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Like how much further can we go? How deep can we go? Yeah. Um, I think people just have it backwards because we're in a really weird world right now because of social media mm -hmm. that we, we're so caught up on the vanity of, of, of numbers, right? Like yeah. when I focused on going deep with people and going deep with my audience and going deep with the few people that were showing up back in the day, all of a sudden they went, wow, this Justin guy is really good. Let me tell a friend. Mm -hmm. And that's where the impact really happens is when your reach goes to a friend, not some stranger who found you because you have a pretty Instagram photo. Like right. that's just not the impact we want to make. Um, and so I think showing up as your true self is the first step to going a mile deep. Uh, and then beyond that, adding value to whatever those people need. I very often say, what do you guys need from me? What do you want more of? 
Mm-hmm. How can I deliver that? What's going to really work out? And that's what led to my live event now virtual this year. But you know, that's what led to all of those things because I just asked, I said, how can I go deeper with you? Um, mm-hmm. And then hopefully, you know, because life is life, hopefully they bring a friend along and mm-hmm. we can impact their friend in, in the right way. Um, one of my favorite stories actually, and I'll share this really quick. Mm-hmm. Last year at my event, there was a woman who drug her husband along and she, she was listening to my podcast for a couple of years and she came out to my event um, in Pennsylvania and she goes, hey, I'm bringing my husband. Uh, he, he doesn't really want to be here, like, but I'm bringing him because I didn't want to come alone. I was like, cool, hopefully he has a good time. You know, we're mm-hmm. showing up as our best self and hopefully he'll, he'll understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of it, the husband enjoyed it more than his, his wife. Mm-hmm. And that's the impact that I'm talking about when you can go a mile deep, meaning like I'm not just impacting you, I'm impacting the people around you mm-hmm. uh, in such a massive way because of the, how I'm bringing myself to the stage or to the podcast or whatever. And I'm not worried about that woman bringing 10 people I'm worried mm-hmm. about that one, that woman bringing one person that is, she's so surrounded with that she really wants there. So let me go a little bit deeper with him yeah. too. Um, and I think that that's where we get caught up in because I mean, I've been to events that go to 6,000 people yeah. in, from their first to second year. It's overwhelming. Like, <laughs> it's so overwhelming and there's no true impact no. at those things. I mean, hopefully you meet one or two people, but you got to do the work to do that. Mm-hmm. But there's no real impact. Uh, when people are doing that the wrong way, when it's not mm-hmm. true community. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that the real focus needs to be for anybody listening right now who's trying to make an impact, focus on who you have now and just go deeper with them. And that's where the real impact happens in this world. Mm, I love that, especially because so many times, like the leaders that I work with, they'll come to me and they'll say, well, I just need more followers and then I'll get more clients and then I'll increase my impact. And it's like, but you have like 400 followers. That's 400 people. And if you're standing up on stage and those 400 people are in the room, do they not matter? Do they not count? And this is how social media has dehumanized everything. And so it's so important for us to go back to seeing the humans behind the numbers. And um, I, and curious to know where you stand on this, but I think that in addition to not seeing the humans and focusing on the numbers, there's this weird like speed networking energy where we just have to get to know as many people in a short amount of time, but then we're not really going to go super deep. I'm just going to add your number to my roller decks for like when I need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I need you to do me a favor, when I yep. need to lean on you for support, let me just add you into my Rolodex. And I've had people reach out to me where I felt like you've just added me to the Rolodex and now you're hitting me up when you need something. And that doesn't feel good. And I don't want to do that person a favor. I don't want to support them. I don't want to help them. And on the flip side, I don't want to have anyone feel that way about me. And, and so we have to go back to taking the time to like nurture the relationships and the connections that we have. And that includes our audience and communities. Mm. What's your take on that? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a huge thing that I actually really love talking about, which is approaching everything um, with the intent to serve Mm. uh, instead of take. And so I actually end every conversation that I have with people you know, if there's anything I can do to support you, please let me know. Or is, mm. if, is there anything I can do to help you? And a lot of times I'll think of something before they do. 
because mm-hmm. most people would be like, oh, no, I don't think so right now. And I'll be mm-hmm. like, hold on. Like, I know what you're working on. I know what you're doing because I just heard I can right. help you by doing this or this or helping you with this or making a connection here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I do that relentlessly mm-hmm. uh, because I want to help. Mm-hmm. But what ends up happening is it all comes back to me. It might not come back to me from that person, but it mm-hmm. all comes back around. And a great example of this is somebody I brought up earlier was Ed Milet. And so Ed was coming on the show. He didn't know me from a hole in the ground. And <laughs> we, so he was coming on the show and he had internet issues. Mm. And he's like, dude, I don't know what's going on. I can't get on. I can't get on. Uh, and this is all through email. He goes, just mm-hmm. call me. And I called him. And of course, I was like nervous. I was like, this is mm-hmm. a huge interview. And now I'm just talking to him on the phone. Fun fact, yeah. about me, I hate talking on the phone. Um, <laughs> but so you love like, podcasting. <laughs> but I love because I could see people. That's huge for me. Um, but I, I, we chatted and I end the, ended the conversation with, you know, if there's anything I can do to help you in any way, let me know. And there was just complete silence on the other end of the phone. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, what do mm-hmm. I say? And he goes, nobody ever asked me that. Mm. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He's like, nobody ever asked me that. And I don't even have an answer for you. I go, mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, let me introduce you to some people you might want to have on your podcast. And he ended up having Justin Wren on his podcast, who's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hit it off and became friends. And now mm-hmm. Ed's somebody that I talk to regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just one of those things where if you add value to people's lives mm-hmm. without expecting anything in return, that's the key, by the way, without mm-hmm. expecting anything in return, it's going to come back tenfold. Um, mm-hmm. And that's been the game changer for me in my business, in my relationships, and just in my life in general, mm-hmm. uh, because it, it's built strong relationships with my audience. It's built strong relationships with the people that I, I admire and has done all these things. And that's been the big change. But there are still so many people that I run into that you can tell that they want something, mm-hmm. right? They might come at me and say, let me know how I can help because they've listened to my podcast and they've heard me say it. Right. Um, so they're like, this is how I'm going to approach Justin because this yeah. is what he says to do. Yeah. But I know they want something and it could mm-hmm. be an invite on the podcast. It could mm-hmm. be something. They always want something. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, energy yeah. is something we feel. We can feel oh, right so through true. that bullshit. <laughs> Immedi- immediately, immediately, immediately. And, and a, a lot of the times we've learned it through being burnt so many times or totally. whatever. Sometimes we have to learn it the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can truly approach somebody with a great intention, mm-hmm. that's, that is when life becomes exponential. Mm. Yeah, I love that. And just adding value without expecting anything in return. It is that final piece, that little piece of not expecting things in return. And I've, you know, being human myself, I've definitely done the thing where you add value, but you expect something in return and being an entrepreneur, especially when I was first starting out, um, there were often times when I was serving, 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 and then started to feel resentful for not having things come back to me. But when I started to make that shift of like, let me just serve for the sake of serving, that's what actually gave me the ability to see all the different ways in which it was being returned. Um, like you said, it may not come back from the same person. It may come back in different ways. Um, and that's really important for people to hear because I think it's, um, well, what are your thoughts on this? Like it's easy to get burnt, to feel burnt out uh, when we are serving a well, I have my own opinions on this, but I'd love to hear yours on, on serving without running into that feeling of burning out from all the service. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's interesting. I was that person as well, like Mm -hmm. serving, 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 feeling burnt out. But that's when I realized I was serving to make myself feel good. 
Mm. Like there's a lot of people that Mm -hmm. come and they're like, no, I'm here to help. I'm here to help. I'm here to help. And it does nothing but burn them out. Right. And you see that a lot in relationships, like love relationships Mm -hmm. where people come and like, let me do more. Let me do more. Let me do more. Mm -hmm. Uh, And really they're just pushing that person away because they're still feeling empty on the inside. Mm -hmm. And so part of this massive journey for me was how do I make sure that doesn't happen? Like I need to be as best I can at all times. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what I learned through my interviews, one, I I asked two questions the same every single time. And the other, I already mentioned the one, the other Mm -hmm. question is what's your definition of success and what are three things you do every single day to ensure that success for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I realized that that was the trend of the entire podcast was the three things all these people did was to serve themselves Mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form, whether it's Mm -hmm. meditation or exercise or whatever. Um, it was always to serve themselves. And so I started to instill a practice daily mm-hmm. that was serving myself because mm-hmm. I can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah. And at first I was like, that sounds so selfish if I'm serving myself first. But when you put it into the perspective of, well, you can't pour from an empty cup. So that mm-hmm. cup needs to remain full and what overflows is for everybody else. Like that was the massive game changer for me. That's when I realized what abundance truly was. Mm-hmm. And that's when, I, that's when money started to flow into my life. That's when all of these things happened. When I made that shift in my routine to make sure that I felt good every day so I can continue to pour into other people. And guess what? The more abundance you have, the more you can give. Mm-hmm. Like somebody asked me recently, like, where do you see yourself as a 70-year-old man? And I go, I see myself as me, just more abundant, giving mm-hmm. more you know, being able to impact more lives, being able to do these things. Um, because I think who I am at the core is most people, they are who they are. Um, mm-hmm. But just become more of that, give more of that. Um, and I realize I have to do that by serving myself first. Yeah, so important, because I think it's easy to dismiss our own needs. Uh, because we're chasing our dreams, we're chasing our goals, we're going after something that is external of us, from us. And um, you know, I taught my listeners know I talk about this all the time. Like the inner work is everything. Like that's where we start. That's that's where leadership begins. And it's something that completely changed my life. I mean, as someone who grew up in um, uh, the Indian culture, like we're taught to put others before ourselves and if we put our needs first, it's very selfish. And so I had to go through that deprogramming phase of like, no, wait, serving myself first allows me to serve others from my fullest expression. And that's important because otherwise you're just giving people pieces of you versus showing up in, in your fullness and in your wholeness. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, the pressures of entrepreneurship are interesting because we we want to be successful. We want to make this make sense. You know, like we don't want to just spend a lot of hours doing what we're doing and have it not pay off in some way, shape or form. But what if the payoff isn't necessarily the dollar signs or the number of followers and the payoff is how we feel. And through that feeling, we create everything else that we've been wanting, you know, and I know that that's been the story for you and your pod, I mean, the podcast came first and then the live events, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the right order? Yeah. yeah. And so from your podcast, you birthed this, <clears throat> this live event. And now you also, from all of that, have a really engaged, loyal community, which is incredible. And I think people try and bypass all that work and they just want the loyal, engaged community or even just a community without doing all the work. Um, so what do you think? Looking back, what did it really take for you to cultivate this community around um, the Growth Now movement, which is really a movement now? It's really a movement. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think for me, like, obviously you're going to hear people talk about grit, tenacity, hard of work. Course. Like that's, that's not, that's not the case for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I never wanted to be the person as an entrepreneur who like, I, do you say grinded? Is that a word? Who, 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 oh, who grinds 24 yes, seven, right? Yeah. I don't want to work those 19 hour days. I want to work and then I want to go live my life. Mm-hmm. And so what I ended up doing in 2017 was because I kept chasing money and money mm-hmm. would elude me. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, once I get the money, I can impact more people. Yes. Um, that was my thing, right? I was like, once I get the money, I can get to these things where I can do these things. I changed my entire perspective and how I started to set goals. And so in 2017, I said, by the end of this year, mm-hmm. I want to feel like I belong at the table with the people I'm interviewing. I just want to mm-hmm. feel like I belong because mm-hmm. I would always feel nervous and I felt unworthy of the conversation and all these things. And so mm-hmm. I was like, let me set that, that intention. And so by the end of that year, the Inc. article hit. It was actually in November, the Inc. article hit of that year. And I was like, there's my acknowledgement for the hard work, right? For me showing up every single week, for me honing the craft as an, uh, as an interviewer, all these mm-hmm. things, here's the reward by the end of that year. Um, and with that, more followers came because I got mm-hmm. better at my craft. Uh, mm-hmm. And then money started to come by the end of that year as well. And then 2018, I said, okay, cool. Like that was my, my last goal. This year, I want to be at the table. I want to mm-hmm. be at the table with mm-hmm. these people. And by the end of that year, I actually share, ended up going to an event and sharing an Airbnb with a top Bellator MMA fighter and one of the world's top motivational speakers. And they're really good friends of mine. And we were sitting there. It was actually the weekend of a Conor McGregor fight. And we were in the Airbnb that we rented with, an, with a Super Bowl champion and all these people. And I was like, I'm at the, I'm at the table. Like It was this mm-hmm. weird realization of like, if you, if you set a true intention and true goal, the work almost becomes automatic. What do mm-hmm. I have to do today to get an inch closer? 1% closer to that goal that I've set for myself. 2019, I actually set the table, right? Like that was my event. And I had, I had celebrity speakers and all these massive people come in to speak at my event. So I was able to set the table. In 2020, I said, since I, I had this table thing going on, mm-hmm. I like, all right, yeah. 2020, I want to be invited to the table. Mm. I want to feel like they want me to not only be with them, but to also deliver to the people that they trust, meaning their audience, right? Mm-hmm. The, or the, I should say the people that trust them. I want them to right. entrust me with that. And just a couple of weeks ago, I was on uh, David Meltzer's show mm-hmm. um, because he, they reached out and said, hey, we'd love to have you on. And it was one of those like, and it, obviously this one came quicker, right? Like it's only September. I think it was, you know, it was last month. It was in August that I was on a show. And so it was one of those things that I realized if your intention is deeper than face value, mm-hmm. right? It's not about money. It's not about followers. It's not about anything other than what fulfills you. What mm-hmm. is true to who you are and your passions and, and all of those and your purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Then the rest follows. I realized I had to flip the script on goal setting and flip mm-hmm. the script on what am I chasing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I truly aligned it with my purpose. Uh, and the rest followed and the money came and the followers came and the listeners started to pop up. And then as the intention becomes stronger and I get closer and closer to truly d- diving into my purpose, the more followers come, the more mm-hmm. money comes. Um, and I don't chase it ever, mm-hmm. ever. I haven't made a sales call in two years to get a new client. Like mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't happen. I don't have yeah. to. And so it was one of those things that I realized that I will never set up a monetary goal on anything that I do. Uh, and when, when people ask me to, it's very hard for me to try and monetize anything. Like I'm mm-hmm. not just like, I don't know, like I'm good. Like I just keep going and the more, more flows. Um, and so I think that if people are able to kind of flip the script and find out what is your purpose and what are your passions uh, and live in there, the rest, the right people show up. Like that's just mm-hmm. the reality of it all. Mm, yeah. And let's be honest, that's easier said than done, right? Especially <laughs> in a world yeah. that makes it easy for us to focus on numbers. 
Um, it's easier said than done. And I find, I mean, for me, it's constantly reminding myself when I start to, because it, first of all, it doesn't feel good when you start to chase numbers. Like it's almost like a visceral reaction in the body. Like you'll feel it, like something Mm -hmm. doesn't feel right. And when I feel that I have to remind myself of, you know, why I'm doing what I'm doing. What was the reason I got into this in the first place? And what am I actually chasing? Because I think, you know, traditional society, uh, view on society's view on success is, you know, money, the things, the stuff. Um, and success is really like, if you look at it from terms of money, it's, it's not the money, it's how you think you're going to feel when you have it and who you think you're going to be and what you think you're going to be able to achieve. So just slice out the money bit and focus on the rest, like how you want to feel, who you want to be, what you want to achieve like that and chase that. And that's what it sounds like you did. Um, And I also hate the grind and I've been there, done that and had multiple businesses where I did the hustle thing and I did the hustle thing in this business. And I have to say like 2020 is the first year where I really was a hundred percent flow and has been the best, most successful year of my life. Who'd have thought Justin, (laughs) who'd have thought, right? Like it's like the secret that no one's talking about. Everyone like makes it seem like it's this unattainable thing, but you can attain this. It's just our world is kind of built to distract us in a way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you can go real deep on what the world's actually doing right now. Oh, Um, we can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, but the reality is this and, and, People always go, how do I find my purpose? Like, how do Mm -hmm. I find my passion? Mm -hmm. I always say, okay, well, what's the goal? Like, Mm -hmm. you know what your goal is, right? A lot of, most people do, not everybody does, but you know what your goal is. There's a a practice that you can do, and I don't remember who it came from, so I can't give credit and I apologize. Mm -hmm. Um, But (laughs) it's the seven layers of why, Mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, what's your goal? My goal Mm -hmm. is a million dollars. Well, why? So I can support my family. Why is it so important for you to support your family? Well, Mm -hmm. and you keep going down the Mm -hmm. path. And they say that the seventh layer of why is the emotional attachment to it. Mm. Congratulations, you just found your purpose. Because right. your purpose is the, what you're trying to attain tied to your emotions, mm-hmm. right? And so when you go that deep, it makes the work seem really easy, mm-hmm. right? Like I, one thing I don't like, like there's this whole, okay, go grind side of things. And then mm-hmm. there's this whole spiritual sit back and allow the universe to yeah, deliver no, to No, I you. am not about that. Yeah. No, <laughs> let's and just meditate our work. way to success. No, because <laughs> it doesn't work, right? And, and I do the meditation, I do mm-hmm. the visualization, right. and I believe that's super powerful. Yes, um, but it's the work that you have to do. But you mm-hmm. have to tie an emotion to the things you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I constant, not constantly. I every every quarter or so, or twice a year, I'll do the seven layers of why, and it mm-hmm. evolves and it changes. And yeah. sometimes I even have to reset myself if I find myself chasing the wrong thing. Like I'm definitely mm-hmm. not perfect. Yeah, um, but like. Okay, when COVID hit and I and I surveyed the the world mm-hmm. and I was like, what's going on? Like, how are people feeling? Like, mm-hmm. how are people reacting to this? It changed my seventh layer of why because I saw I saw the suicide rates going up mm-hmm. and I saw the mental health really deteriorating relationships and all mm-hmm. these things. I said, cool. There's a new why to this message now. The new why to this message is the fact that. No, I mean, it, I should say dug deeper on what I've always been saying of like, things are going to change around you that are mm-hmm. out of your control. 
Mm -hmm. Right. And this is something that's out of control for everybody. Like this is unprecedented. Right. Like I think the last one was the, the Spanish flu or whatever mm-hmm. was the last time they shut down the world like this. It was 1908. Mm-hmm. Totally different world now. And so we've never seen everybody just halted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just did. And, and I'm glad we're slowly but surely coming out of it, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but at that moment, it was like, I need to give people hope and the yeah. understanding that this is just an opportunity, not a setback. And mm-hmm. so you need to find out what your opportunity is. And so you kind of dive down into those seven layers of why. And, and again, I always go back and I readjust and I think about it here and there. But, but that's gonna, going to make the work easy. Mm-hmm. That's going to make it worthwhile. Like I, I have a virtual event coming up this weekend of the, this recording, not of mm-hmm. the release. Mm-hmm. And it, it's something that I wasn't passionate about. Right. But then I tied it to that seventh layer of why understanding that COVID is happening right now and there's people that need it, even if it's 12 people. Mm-hmm. There's people that need it. So I'm going to show up and I'm going to do the work that I have to do. It's not fun figuring out a new platform. It's not fun right. doing any of that stuff. Um, but when you tie it to a why, it makes it easy. Yeah, definitely. And it's a good reminder for everyone listening um, because it, just like Justin and I just said, we both can fall off track and go start chasing the wrong thing. Um, but we just have to continue anchoring ourselves into why we started in the first place, why we're doing what we're doing. It's so, so important. Um, Justin, we're nearing the end of this episode and I feel like, um, well, one, this episode will give our listeners hope um, and two, it'll also help our listeners shift um, or flip the narrative on like what it is that they've been chasing you know, flip the script on like how they look at things, how they look at building their business, how they look at building their movement, how they look at like building their podcasts and their programs and their social media. Um, And so I love that. And I'm wondering what is one thing, like one thought that you want to leave with our listeners that could sum up this conversation? Yeah. So I'll actually, I always like leaving this. It's something my mom left with me, mm. not right before she died. It'd be, it'd be crazy if it was, but when I was younger and my first business failed, I called my mom and I was like, you know, we're shutting the doors. It's over. And I felt like a massive failure. Mm. Uh, and my mom said to me what a mom would say, but mm-hmm. it resonated so much deeper years later when I really thought about it. And all she said to me was keep your head up and keep moving forward. And mm. I realized what it meant was you're headed in the right direction. Like it's just a setback. As long Mm -hmm. as you're headed in the right direction, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Because I realize in life, people do chase the dollars. Like that's just the reality. We can, we can sit here and we can talk about it all day long, but Mm -hmm. there's always going to be a ton of people chasing a million followers, a million Mm -hmm. dollars, whatever. But guess what? And here's the harsh reality of this. When you get to the million dollars or the Mm -hmm. million followers, you're going to say to yourself, how do I get to 10 million? There's no Mm -hmm. satisfaction in that. What what the satisfaction's in the journey and Mm -hmm. keeping your head up and keep moving forward and realizing that the reason that we're here on this planet, we signed this soul contract to be here in this lifetime is that we have to move through the motions and we have to Mm. keep going forward. So no matter what happens, no matter where you are right now, keep your head up and keep moving forward. If you're working with Ruby, she's going to point you in the right direction. Mm. Um, And I think that that's something that is really misunderstood in failures Mm -hmm is that it's just a setback and it's not the end. So I would just like to leave the people with that little message that my mom gave me. Mm, that is beautiful. And um, I love that it's a message from your mom. Um, 
Thank you for sharing that. And thank you for, for sharing your presence and your wisdom with me and with our listeners. I so appreciate you. And I feel like this is the beginning of a friendship because I just love what you're all about. And I love that you're like bringing the human side back into entrepreneurship, which is so important, including podcasting, like bringing the joy of podcasting back into podcasting because somewhere down the line, it got a little convoluted and people started going after it for the wrong reasons. But that's where I'll leave that. That's another conversation for another day. Um, But Justin, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you, Ruby. This was phenomenal. Thank you. And uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for joining Justin and I on today's Thought Leader, where we're challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. If you dig this episode, please drop a rating and review on iTunes. Um, Justin, how can they find you online? Yeah, the easiest way, honestly, is if wherever they listen to this right now, just go search Growth Now Movement and check it out. If they like it, click the subscribe button. And then if they're into the pictures and stuff, I'm on Instagram at Justin T. Shank. Awesome. I'm going to have those uh, notes in the show notes. And um, if you want to reach out to us about this episode, please do hit us up on social media. Ask us any questions that you have. Let us know that you listened. And I will see you back here next Monday for a brand new episode of Today's Thought Leader.